0: Hey y'all, welcome or welcome back to The Layers Podcast. I'm your host, Armel, and I am so glad you tuned in today at Layers We Talk, Lifestyle and Purpose Behind the Scenes. What's behind the scenes? God, of course. So if you want to dive deeper into the word and see how that connects to your life, your everyday life, because I promise you it's relevant to you, then you're in the right place. You're listening to the right person. You're watching The right person thank you thank you thank you so much for tuning in whether that be on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts or anchor or even youtube that's five platforms so you had options and you're here and i'm so happy that you're here so for today i am introducing a new series called my response is i've done a series on this podcast before It was called Self, all about self-improvement. I feel like this podcast in general is on self-improvement because you're improving your spiritual life, you know, getting closer to God. But in the Self series, we really just talked about self-love, self-confidence, self-worth, lots of things that people don't really connect to the Bible, connect to God. Self-love, where do you hear people talk about that? I don't know, but... At layers you do hear about it so go tune in there is no video because it was recorded last year but the audio is just as good and you'll have video from now on my response is the first series we have on video so let's just give a round of applause for that just so happy that we're moving forward Anyways, for this series, I really just want to talk about how we respond to the different things we encounter in life on a day-to-day basis. For example, stress, anxiety, love, hate, racism, prejudice, what else, what else? Warfare. There's so many things that you might encounter on a day-to-day basis, and it's like, how do I respond to these things? Am I responding correctly? Is my response honoring God? know what I mean is this is this response bettering me is it moving me forward is it pushing me back is it keeping me stagnant we're gonna analyze all of that as we go through each episode that talks about the different responses we have to the different everyday things of lives of our lives (laughs) so for today we're just starting with what inspired me to do this series you know start with something a little I wouldn't call it small. I still call it big. But this is just this is just the intro to the big things we're gonna do with this series. So, what inspired me was the song "My Response" by Phil Thompson. If you were already thinking that, we're, we're our heads are in the same place. Our, you got it? You got it. <laughs> if you're not watching video, just watch video because it's better to see the facial expressions. Actually, do what you're doing because wherever you are, you're supporting, and we love that. Anyways, yes, your head was in the right place. But my response by Phil Thompson basically says, You have rescued my life. You have rescued my life. And I'm never going back. And my response is, Hallelujah, because you are my redeemer. Now this song sounds so simple. You sing it at church, lift your hands, do whatever, worship however. And it's just like, you know, yeah, he rescued my life. And next... (laughs) What are you going to do for me next, God? Do you rescue me? Now what? We're in such a microwave society that I feel like we don't take enough time to just sit and think about the rescue. We don't take time to sit and think about why God is redeemer. How did we get here? Why should I give God my hallelujah? Because hallelujah is not just a simple, oh, thank you. Hallelujah is praise, it's celebration, it's something big. A celebration, what comes to your mind when you think celebration? Like, as big as whatever you're thinking is, that's what we have to give up to God. That's what we're giving to God whenever we say hallelujah. But why is it such a big deal? Why is my response hallelujah? Why should my response be hallelujah? Why should my response be praise? What exactly did God rescue or save my life from? So let's talk about it. Let's let's get into it. Two things. Two things that God saved you from that we're going to talk about today. And it's not just what God saved me from. It's everybody. These two things are for everybody. God saved you from number one, sin. God saved you from number two, his wrath. Now, I'm going to start with the wrath because I feel like I have an example that's just easily imaginable now do you know the story of noah and the ark maybe you do maybe you don't but i'm gonna I'm tell you about it you can find the story in genesis chapter 6 so if you want to read it for yourself you can go ahead and do that but basically god was looking down at the world and he was like all these people are horrible they're not doing what i need them to do they're not living for me oh my goodness i need to get rid of them he was like I am so sorry that I made humanity. Oh my goodness, this was a mistake. That's what God was feeling. That's what God was thinking. But then he was like, hmm, Noah? Yeah, Noah, we got to keep him because he's good. He's righteous in my eyes. I like him and I like his family too. Let me talk to Noah real quick. So he talks to Noah and he was like, hey, Noah, I'm going to need you to build an ark to save yourself and get some animals in there too. Obviously, it's not exactly the way I'm telling you. I'm just modernizing the story for you. So I do suggest you go read it for yourself. But Noah follows the instructions. He gets in the ark after years and years of building and years and years of waiting. And God finally floods the earth. He sends rain to pour down for 40 days and 40 nights. Imagine if it were to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. The damage that would be done. Just think about where you're living right now. If it were to rain for 40 days and 40 nights, think about that damage. So basically, God killed everybody with the rain. With the flood, he killed everybody, but Noah, who was in the ark, because he was righteous. Now that right there is an example of God's anger. That right there, like, that's something you never want to experience from God. He's so powerful. He can do anything in a, in a snap. You're gone. You're out of there. But... Whenever that whole thing was done, when Noah was ready, when his family and them, when they were, when it was good for them to get out the ark, God was like, you know, I'm never going to do this again. I promise I'll never do this again. And here's this rainbow to remind you that, you know, this will never happen again. I will never destroy all of humanity and all of earth again. Like, (sighs) silly me. Let's move on. <laughs> so you know that you do not have to experience God's wrath, but how and why can God make such a promise? It's because the gift He gives us to save us from sin. So that's the next thing we're going to talk about. Sin. Romans chapter six verse twenty three says the wages of sin is death. Now you might be you might read this and be like, uh, "I don't sin." every single day of my life and I'm not dead I'm still alive but I like to think of it figuratively because you physically might be alive but spiritually and mentally are you alive are you is your life living is your life really life right now that's that's how I like to think of it because it's like there is there is a consequence to sin <laughs> And the Bible clearly tells us that the wages of sin is death, but how do we see that manifested in our lives? What does that look like? I googled, I I wanted a clear image of what death is, because it's like, maybe death is not, maybe it's not the real death that they're talking about. And I googled, and when you google death, it's like dark, black images, it's very negative, very depressing, very sad, very... (laughs) You want nothing to do with it, right? Death indicates the end of life, the end of life. So it's like, does that mean if I sin, my life has come to an end? The good news is your life has not come to an end because of your sin. (laughs) I need to celebrate because as much as I've sinned, I'm still living. I still have a chance of a life. God wants you to live. God wants you to live. We know God wants you to live, wants us to live, because he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. He sent Jesus Christ as a sacrifice. Now, a little background of how it looked like in the Old Testament. We're going back to the Old Testament again, back to Noah's times. If you sinned, in order to be right with God again, or to be clean with God again, you had to make a sacrifice. Maybe of a sheep. Maybe of a lamb, of a goat, something. And it had to be a clean sheep, like newborn. It couldn't be those sheep that had been eating grassy fields and been laying in mud, like no. Like you had to offer up something pure and clean to God. And that's what would pay for your sin and get you back on the right path. Now, obviously, that's not really efficient if you're sinning every day. How many lambs, how many uh, sheep are you going to get to sacrifice and offer up to God? People even like would sacrifice their their jewelry, their necklaces, their things. So it's just like, dang, God, is a continuous cycle. I'm going to have to go to the altar every day to offer a sacrifice because our flesh and our worldly nature is to sin. Because sin, ever since sin entered the world, we have, nobody can be righteous. Nobody can be perfect. Like, that's just your nature. That's just who you are. That's just how we were built. Good news. Good news. We're going to read Romans chapter 8. Now, I do, do suggest that you read the whole chapter on your own time. Maybe after you listen to this. But I'm going to read verses 1 through 4. And I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. And it's just so beautiful. We're going to go one verse at a time because just one through four in itself is so, so deep, so heavy, so wow. So let's start. It says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. How do you belong to Christ Jesus? You just accept Jesus Christ into your life. Now you belong to him. Now you're his. Alright, if you want to do that, let me know. Send me a DM, go on the contact form on my website, let me know if you're someone that wants to give your life to Jesus Christ. Now, once you do this, there's no condemnation, meaning there's no punishment, there's no judgment for you, everything is good, like, you're good. Once you uh, accept Jesus Christ into your life, you are saved. You are saved. The rescuing has already been done. That's all it takes. And... Genuinely, you know, that's all it takes. It continues on and it says, And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit, the Holy Spirit, has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Now, I want to stop here because the power of I like to talk about the power of sin. The only reason sin holds power is because It separates you from God. The more you sin, the greater of a gap you create when it comes to you and your relationship with God. You and God can be, y'all could be in sync. He could talk to you every day. You could talk to him every day. Things could be good. You You and God could be real tight. But sin makes that relationship difficult to have. It makes that relationship very, very hard. That's why there's power there. But because of the Holy Spirit, which is what God gives us to have that direct connection and direct communication and that direct relationship with God, sin no longer has to hold that power. It's no longer inevitable that, oh, because of sin, you're completely separated and you're going to die and there's no other way out of that. Like because of the Holy Spirit, you have a way out of sin. Sin no longer holds that power of holding you in bondage or of keeping you away from God's glory in the olden times, like if you didn't offer that sacrifice, then what? then what happened if you didn't if you couldn't if you didn't have a sheep to burn, then what you couldn't get closer to God anymore like dang, now imagine if it was like that now, like. Dang, but what the scripture is saying here is that sin no longer has that power to keep you in a place to where I have nothing to offer God and that's it for me. Like, no, because of the Holy Spirit, we are able to say a simple prayer. Just talk to him. And that relationship can be created instantly. I'm snapping because... It's just so great. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Verse 3 says, The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. I'm going to stop there. That's in the middle of verse 3. That's exactly what I was just talking about. The law of Moses, that was, that was when, you know, you break the law, you making a sacrifice of the animal. That That's what that's talking about there. And scripture literally says that it's weak. It's no longer put into place. So if somebody tells you, you're a Christian and you're a girl, so you should be wearing a skirt. You should never wear pants. You you know the rubbish they talk about. Like, I know you've seen it. You've seen it somewhere. You've heard it somewhere. Someone has tried to tell you about a law in the Old Testament, but the New Testament tells us that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. So, all of that is weak. It doesn't matter. It's The scripture tells us here that it's weak. Why is it weak? Because of our sinful nature. We can't be offering sacrifices like that because our nature. It's simple, you know? I explained that part. And then it says, so God did what the law could not do. This, this is the good part. This is the part you should be shouting for joy at. (sighs) Man, God is so good. God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. (sighs) I'm just going to stop right there. We're not even at verse 4 yet. I'm just going to stop right there. God sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, in human form. Humans, us human with our sinful nature. He sent his own son to, to live as a human. To go through everything human humans go through. The feelings, the emotions, the temptations. Yet, the plan was that Jesus would be the sacrifice. Because Jesus lived a perfect life. Because Jesus was a righteous person. And none of us can live up to that. None of us can be as righteous as Jesus because Jesus is God. He is the only one that could be a sacrifice that allows us to to sin every day, yet still have access to God. Do y'all see the power? Do y'all see that heroic gesture? Do y'all see that heroic gesture? Like, God really didn't have to do that, but he did that. He did that. He's the hero. He rescued us. He saved us. Grand plan that saved us from from the work of Making sacrifices from the from the the pain of dang I can't get close to God or I'm not gonna make it to heaven. That never has to be your worry because God saved you from that, He rescued you from that. The last verse says, He did this. So that just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. In verse 4, basically, Um, transitions us into the rest of the chapter where it talks about how you should follow the spirit or live for the spirit rather than living in the flesh because it's the only thing we really have to offer up to god to create that relationship with god it's the only thing we can give him our praise our celebration our dedication to him now you've seen what god has rescued us from from anger from wrath to judgment condemnation due to our sin he saved us from our sin because due to sin we should be dead the wages of sin are death but somehow we are able to live now i was like okay what does living look like what does if life were to life you know what does that look like and all you literally have to do is look at the fruits of the holy spirit because to live God gave us life through the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit, that's the life God gave us. And what are the fruits of that life? Love. Everybody wants love. So, of (laughs) course, love. I just love love. It's February. Valentine's is right around the corner. Love. Joy. Everybody wants to be happy. There's things you do on a day-to-day basis to lead you to joy, to lead you to happiness. Peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control if everybody in the world was living life 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 of the life God desires us to live with the holy spirit just imagine how many things would be different just imagine how many things would change just just those fruits if everybody were able to exercise them perfectly Think about how different our world would be. So, my, my, my call to you is to live life. Live the life that God wants you to live. Be, aim for your life to be alive. Not dead due to sin. Not dead due to the toll of guilt and shame that makes you believe that you should be dead. That you are not worthy enough. God says you are worthy. You have access to him. You're able to have a relationship with him. All it takes is that communication. And you can achieve that communication with the Holy Spirit. It's easy to, to, once you accept Jesus into your life, once you believe that he is the Lord and Savior of your life and declare that with your mouth and believe it with your heart, you can be saved. Once you're saved, you receive the Holy Spirit. And life changes from then on. So if that's something you want to do, let me know. If that's something you want, like, (sighs) celebrate, praise, like, yay, God is so good. Like, oh my gosh. Like, it should be a party. It should be a party. This good news, this gift of life that we're given, this heroic gesture of God to send his son To be a sacrifice for us so that we may live the way we're living now in his grace, in his mercy. That is something to praise the Lord about. That is something to celebrate about. That is something to be happy about. That is why your response should be hallelujah. That is why your response should be praise. That is why this song is so powerful. That is why I was inspired to do this series. Your response should be hallelujah. God saved you. God rescued you. He is capable of saving you. he's capable of rescuing rescuing you. If you believe you're not there yet, you can get there. You can get there. If you want guidance, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. So you can go to the Instagram at the layers with two S's podcast, or go to the website at www layerswitharmel.com and let's have a conversation let's talk about this let's talk about God's heroic gesture of sending Jesus to die for us as a sacrifice let's talk about the gift of life we're given through the Holy Spirit that's it for this episode I hope you enjoyed I hope you learned something what is your response because my response is gonna be hallelujah from now on, every day, I should wake up every morning and be like, God, thank you. And not just thank you. Hallelujah. You're worthy of all my praise and all this celebration. Peace out.